Welcome to Woodworker and Wife. We're Dan and Bethany Myers. We've been married for almost six years and have three little girls. Are we marriage experts, parenting experts, life experts? Perfect in every way? Not even close. But we do happen to have a microphone and, more importantly, we want to share what God has done and is currently doing in our lives in order to encourage you. Each week we'll cover a topic related to faith, family, marriage, or business with the hope that our conversations will encourage you in your day-to-day life. Our prayer is that you are encouraged and lifted up after listening. Let's get started. Welcome. Uh, Howdy. <laughs> uh, welcome to our second Facebook Live uh, event. Yes. That's what so, we call it. Yep. So we are doing this as a recording as well for our podcast. Yep. Doubling up. Yep. So we're season two episode 14 mm-hmm. and we're going to be talking about biblical encouragement yes which is needed for today uh, but before we get started uh, just to reintroduce ourselves i'm dan i'm the woodworker and i'm bethany the wife and uh we're gonna chat about how we're doing no i do have to say last night um our youngest lucy i uh, had me up from like four no three to four thirty ish several times and I ended up having to sleep in a room for a while so excuse me if I yawn a lot um goodness I've already yawned like three times trying to hit go on this <laughs> thing so and uh Eleanor creeped into our room about one o'clock climbed into bed and laid on Dan um, at one in yeah. the morning, give or take. Yeah, I woke up feeling pressure on my bladder, and she was laying perpendicular across me, fast asleep. I have no idea when she came in, um, and then I kind of stirred her awake to carry her out of the room, and all she was saying was, my puppy, my puppy, which is her stuffed animal. Puppy. Puppy was in her own bed. <laughs> Everybody always asks what puppy's name is, and it's... Puppy. Puppy. Nothing. It's not confusing. <coughs> anyway, yeah. so excuse us. Uh, we're running a little depleted on sleep today. Um, but such is the life of parenting, and especially with small children. So those of you with little kids out there, you all understand. And those of you without, mm-hmm. who may be having small children soon, this will be your life. But yep. children are wonderful. Yep. So. so it's been two <clears throat> weeks since we did a, our last Facebook Live. Yes. Uh, we did that live event, and then we took the recording, and I got it on uh, to our streaming services for our podcast. Yes. That went on this past week. Yep. I should be able to get today's on much quicker. Um, we shall see. We shall see. Just technical stuff had come up. Um, our previous opener that we had was on another hard drive, and that hard drive died. Crashed. Yeah, it's dead. So now. we had to recreate the opening and find mm-hmm. different music and, and update that. So. Yes. All of that's ready to go and pieced together. Um, anyway, so what's new with you? Uh, nothing too crazy or new, um, but uh, we will be hopefully posting here pretty soon. Um, I know we, I feel like we touched on this on our last Facebook Live, but uh, we have been homeschooling for quite some time, and I am hopefully going to be putting out our list of... Um, curriculum that we used for this past year and then uh the curriculum choices that we will be making for the fall i've already started researching those maybe even back a couple months ago um there's some curriculum that i really love that we're still doing 
I plan on carrying on through next year. And then there's um, some curriculum that I'm looking to replace, um, mostly just social studies. It hasn't been my favorite book. Um, too many worksheets, not enough hands-on stuff. Um, and so I'd rather do a lot more hands-on stuff. It's kindergarten, first grade. Like, we should be doing mm-hmm. hands-on stuff. Um, I do have to say, though, we do relaxed homeschool, mostly because Jane is four. She does not need intensive homeschool. So it's a very um, relaxed setting, mm-hmm. I would say. Would you agree to that? Yeah. So um, we definitely hit up math and reading and then all other subject areas are not done every time we do homeschool. Um, they're kind of supplementary in there throughout. Anyway, so we will be posting that here soon. And maybe I will be also posting like a list of supplies that we have on hand. Um, you can kind of see a lot of the things that we already do have um, behind us. Um, but then I will also make a list of that kind of stuff. Just so you know um, if you're trying to set it up. Whether you have a space like this, or I actually moved all of our stuff upstairs recently because I was like, it's more sunshine upstairs than it is down here. So, um, kind of what you might need for mm-hmm. those two different setups. So, yeah. Yep. And a lot of this that you see, if you're new to homeschooling, especially in this season, don't, um, I'd say take it with a grain of salt because yeah. this is stuff that's taken you much time to develop. Yes. And yeah. so it's, and plus we both used to be teachers. Yes. So that is, there's yeah. a, an inherent nature within that that yes. helps you out with that. But yep. if you're new to homeschooling right now, um, don't, don't overcomplicate it. Yeah. Don't feel pressured either to have like a space like this. Um, this was something that took me a couple of months of planning <coughs> to figure out all the things that I was going to need versus the things that I was not going to need. And a lot of like the things I have up on the wall are actually not necessary. Um, they're a preference for me, um, but we just do really straightforward. We're not prescribed to any certain thing or whatever. Anyway, but that's a long talk for another mm-hmm. day. So we should be posting that here in a bit. Okay. How about you, Dan? Uh well, last time we recorded, I was coughing a bit and still had that a little bit. It's been like six weeks. Yeah. Um, but Probably longer than when we actually. recorded, Beth had a sinus infection developing and yeah. was miserable with that for about two weeks. About two and a half. It was not fun. Yep. And um, the funny, uh, okay, being sick isn't funny, but when I catch whatever she has, yes. I do it um, in and half the time. But twice the intensity. Yes. Um, so I was pretty useless for a week um, dealing with it. Mm-hmm. And, but I mean, yeah. it was, it, it's gone. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm, I'm always miserable for longer, but he's miserable. More twice so. Twice as miserable. Twice as miserable for, for half the time. So, you know, six of one half dozen of the other. Yeah. doesn't seem to um, matter. Yeah. So just dealing with that. Um mm-hmm. Back when uh, Governor Whitmer, for uh, Michigan's governor, issued the stay-at-home order, um, she issued it on Monday, March 23rd, and on that day, I had just finished uh, spraying finish on a new gathering table. This is a design that I came up with uh, for our woodworking business, and the goal was to create a table, a centerpiece of your dining or your kitchen, where you can come together and gather um, for all life events game night, um, you know, in anything that you're using it for now, especially, um, and, and our hope and intention was that 
you know, as people come together, they'll realize how inadequate their table is or um, just want to, I guess, upgrade, but have something that's quality and would be a legacy piece mm-hmm. to last a very long time. And so I created something called the Crosstown Gathering Table, named after the street my shop's on because it sounded cool. Um, and, you know, it eventually thing. you can bring people in from across town um, to gather and to share joyous yeah. moments. Um, so we, I launched it the day the executive order went into effect, <laughs> which in hindsight, not great because now I can't deliver anything and no one wants to buy it. Um, or can. Or can because, <clears throat> you know, the executive <throat> order. But we still launched it anyway, got it on our website, started mm-hmm. posting about it. And so we do have that available on our website. And then recently, I've been wanting to design an additional table um, to create a a line of gathering tables. And so that one has been designed. And Mm -hmm. um, it's going to be a pretty table. Yeah. Yep. Walnut, um, going with the theme of a a wood top metal base, um, but with a modern minimalist feel, such that it's family friendly. Mm hmm but doesn't take up a lot of space in terms of legroom. So you can still get chairs in, benches in, yes. still gather around and not be hitting your knee on a clunky piece of wood pedestal. Yeah, that's something we currently struggle with. Yes. Um, so <laughs> um, right now we're just praying about, um, I guess, not just whether to build it or not, but when to build it. Because with the executive order, we don't have income in at the moment. And so I want to build it and have something to prepare to show everyone. Um, so we're just just praying through that about when the timing would be best to do that. Um, yeah. Also taking into account, you know, that we're heading into a recession or are in a recession. And so I want to be cognizant of that as well mm-hmm. and want to make wise choices that, you know, as I take a risk in business, I don't want it to be a foolish risk. Yes. I want it to be thought out and wise and prayed for. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that's kind of where we're at mm-hmm. with today and kind of looking forward as well. So um, I'd say our overall goal for our Facebook Live today slash if you're listening to this on podcast later mm-hmm. um, is really just to encourage you. We want um, to present you with some hope and comfort um, that can come through knowing Christ Um, We've read through a bunch of different scriptures over the past two weeks that have really encouraged both of us. Um, And so we thought we would share those with you in the hope that it would do the same for you as well. Uh, And so let's jump in. Yeah. So right now, um, you know, all you have to do is look in your news app or news articles online or even your social media feed. And you're going to see a lot of negative social media posts about the current state of affairs with COVID-19 and coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Uh, some posts and news articles that we've read or seen even go so far as to prompt depressive thoughts or dread about what the future holds, um, especially turning it into political statements and yeah. name calling and just a lack of support, whether it's support for a Democratic governor, support for a Republican president, um, the, th- the theme is common regardless of where your politics stand. Um, and so keeping that in mind, we wanted to provide an episode that offers biblical encouragement, um, yes. some lessons, and just not to be, uh, you know, doom and dread and, you know, gosh, this season sucks and, you know, woe is me, but really offer encouragement and um, 
the only the encouragement that only Christ can give. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I'll go ahead and read. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to be reading out of Ecclesiastes seven eight through ten and then thirteen through fourteen. And that says, The end of a matter is better than its beginning, and patience is better than pride. Do not be quickly provoked in your spirit, for anger resides in the lap of fools. Do not say, Why were the old days better than these? For it is not wise to ask such questions. Consider what God has done. Who can straighten what he has made corrupt? When times are good, be happy. But when times are bad, consider this. God has made the one as well as the other. Therefore, no one can discover anything about their future. Yeah, that's that's good scripture. I've been chewing on that for the last couple of weeks here. You have. Yeah. Almost on the daily. Like, yeah. Even if you read something else, you've been mm-hmm. coming back to this this right. chunk of virtue. Yeah, the end verses. of a matter is better than its beginning. Patience is better than pride. Um, especially with the social media posts. You know, do not be quickly provoked in your spirit, for anger resides in the lap of fools. Yeah. Um, so we're going to dive into that a lot more, but we wanted to give some background on Ecclesiastes, um, you know, just the overall goal and theme and kind of build through that before we go and um, just jump, into jump in and, and the pull verses, apart yep. the, the verses. So the overall goal and theme of Ecclesiastes is to impart wisdom and knowledge to the people of God and teach them to fear the Lord. Put another way, Ecclesiastes alludes to the necessity of fearing God in a fallen and therefore frequently confusing and frustrating world. Sounds like right now. Yes. Confusing and frustrating world. We're in a fallen world. Um, and so the necessity of, of fearing God. And so we're going to get into the fearing God in a moment. Um, the words in Ecclesiastes, and I, I pulled this from my study Bible. The words in Ecclesiastes aren't directed toward any specific uh, demographic but rather a socio-economically diverse crowd ranging from the royal court to the common laborer, effectively the rich, the poor, and anyone in between. So all peoples, this applies to. Yes, exactly. So this is for everyone. Yep, and we've seen even, you know, as we look at the cases of coronavirus and who they're affecting, you know, we're, we're hearing that it's affecting common everyday people. Yep. Um, but we don't really get to know them or about their cases, we're hearing about how it's affecting celebrities and really wealthy people mm-hmm. because they are more, I guess, known. Prominent. Prominent. And yes. so it's affecting both the rich and the poor and the in-between. And so mm-hmm. it's something that we're all uh, faced with. Yes. So we're going to dive into the fear of God component. Yes. Um, because as it said, the, the goal is to impart wisdom and knowledge to the people of God and teach them to fear the Lord. So that kind of has an ominous undertone Yes. if you're not familiar with fear of the Lord. Yes, uh, and it's something that's often misunderstood, um, fear of God. And so uh, a lot of times we, we think of it as this negative thing when um, in actuality uh, fear of God is um, viewed as a positive thing throughout the Bible. Um, yeah, so viewed as a negative thing when it's actually a positive thing. And this is something that took me a really long time to realize. Um, and I think even in the last few months, I've been able to articulate that and mm-hmm. put that into words. Mm-hmm. Where I knew before that, you know, for me it was the fear of the Lord is like this this reverence or awe of who God is and what he can do. But it's so much more than yes. that. Yes, yeah. Um, um, and we don't want to downplay the meaning of fear of the Lord. 
Yes. Either. Yeah, exactly. So um, when we were doing our research on this one, um, we found an article written by William D. Eisenhower, um, and it was written in, for Christianity Today. Back in the 80s. It was was still it, relevant. I thought it was... Well, the, the one we found that referenced was the... it was recent. Yeah. And then we went back to the article by him <laughs> himself, and it was from the 80s. Yes. So, but, but still... Um, Still good. So, um, anyway, so he says, uh, The Bible teaches that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. We confuse the issue when we interpret fear to mean respect or reverence. The Bible connects fear with the majesty of God at least 300 times. The fact that contemporary translators so frequently use the English word fear would suggest that fear really means fear and not merely respect or reverence. Perhaps there is something here that we would rather not hear. Yeah. And he continues on, Unfortunately, many of us presume that the world is the ultimate threat and that God's function is to offset it. Right? There's a lot of bad in the world, and so God can just wipe that out. Right? He can compete against the threat. Yeah. And um, he says, How different this is from the biblical position that God is far scarier than the world. When we assume that the world is the ultimate threat, we give it unwarranted power. For in truth, the world's threats are temporary. When we expect God to balance the stress of the world, we reduce him to the world's equal. He says, as I walk with the Lord, I discover that God poses an ominous threat to my ego, but not to me. He rescues me from my delusions, so he may reveal the truth that sets me free. He casts me down only to lift me up again. He sits in judgment of my sin, but forgives me nevertheless. Fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, but love from the Lord is its completion. And we will put the links to these uh, articles. two articles in our show notes. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, so kind of, um, you know, it, it's more about that. We're, we're, that quote is talking about God is way more powerful than anything the world can throw at us. Mm -hmm. He is... Well, because he created the world. Right. So when you create something, you have power over that. Yes. And so we want to make sure that we're not putting him at the equal of the world. Like right now, it seems like there's all this bad things going on and that, um, you know, where is God in this is kind of a question that I'm sure a lot of people are asking. Mm -hmm. And But he is more powerful than anything that is happening right now. Well, I mean, like, you know, we hear, where is God in the midst of this? When churches are shut down, you can't even go to a live service in church. Mm -hmm. But remember, the church is more than the building. The church is the body, the people. Yes. Um, And and what Jesus does through that and the Holy Spirit does through that. And so we are seeing um, remarkable things. I mean, we're hearing our church uh, that we attend in Portage has been showing us the the, the statistics, the numbers of views and the views are, are tremendous and the number of first-time visitors. And I saw, um, I think, Life Church in Texas and Oklahoma with mm-hmm. Pastor Greg Rochelle. Um, they po- I got an email this week that showed, I think, f- from Easter. Was Easter last week? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, through Easter, um, they had something like 65,000 people committed their lives to Christ. Wow. I didn't hear that one. Yeah. That's a big number. And, and that's just people seeing it online. So it's reaching a whole new demographic mm-hmm. plus the, the current ones. Yeah. Um, so 
Yeah, but like the, the the stuff that's going on now, you know, where is God in the midst of this? This mm-hmm. is this is a virus. This is bad. Which yeah, it's bad. It's contagious. We're not downplaying that, but we're also suggesting that our God is bigger than the virus. Yes. Yeah. Yes, he is. So we're going to double back and mm-hmm. bring up that Ecclesiastes again, since we've kind of worked through part of the um, uh, the fear aspect of one of the themes in Ecclesiastes. Yep. Yeah, so the, again, the fear <clears throat> of God isn't just reverence and awe, something to be downplayed. It's God is so powerful. Yeah. And I saw too, um, I think it was in this article, yeah. that uh, fear of God... Um, Oh, when we say that someone has a fear of God in them, we tend to trust that person more. Mm, mm-hmm. So there's a positive attribute there that the, the fear of the Lord is good. Mm-hmm. And so like if I say, oh, Bethany, gosh, she has the fear of the Lord in her. Like she just loves God, fears the Lord. It, it's the connotation is that you're more trustworthy then. Yeah. Yeah. So there's positive there. Um, But let's go back to that verse in Ecclesiastes, like she said. So Ecclesiastes 7, verses 8 through 10. We're going to start with that. The end of a matter is better than its beginning, and patience is better than pride. Do not be quickly provoked in your spirit, for anger resides in the lap of fools. Do not say, why were the old days better than these? For it is not wise to ask these questions. Mm Mm-hmm. So that beginning, the beginning or the end of a matter is better than its beginning, which Mm -hmm. I think is going to be extremely true of this. I think as we've all been quarantined and we've all been stuck inside and full of anxiety and fear, and then over these weeks, we've become kind of, um, we've started to acclimate to our new um, reality Mm -hmm. of what things are going to be like and how things are going to progress. And as we've been pulled away from our friends and our extended family and just been isolated um we're kind of in that middle zone of we're not in the beginning anymore we might be close to the end depending on where of quarantine at least this time around <coughs> we might be close to the end depending on where you live um but most but, of us are in that land in between yeah, right now but we, that we end yeah but that end is going to be so so sweet mm-hmm. i mean i'm thinking about spending time with my friends who I haven't seen in, you know, weeks and weeks. Mm -hmm. Like I've been doing some video chats with them, which is wonderful and I love it, but it is not the same as getting to hug my friend and seeing them in person and getting to pray over them in person. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I, I long for the day that that is an option. Um, And, you know, in that sense, it's, it's going to be a beautiful day. She's even talked about, um, when we can gather as a church body again. Oh my stars, I am so excited. Just worshiping. Yeah. I I I have started to mentally be like, "Oh, I wish we I hope we do this song and I hope we do this song and I hope we do this song and this one." Um there's so many that I hope we get to sing as a church body mm-hmm. um and just worship Jesus. I cannot wait for that day. Yeah. So excited um, for that. Well, and to think, you know, if we look at um, and I think we'll, we'll talk about this a little bit later about, you know, Jesus being the new covenant, you know, before Jesus was, that was like the beginning of things. Mm-hmm. Jesus came and then Jesus died and was risen. 
And so we're waiting for those end times. Mm -hmm. And so we're taught through scripture that the end is going to be way better than the beginning. Mm -hmm. But even Jesus doesn't know when the end is. And so we're in this middle ground, right? And Mm -hmm. so, um, as it says, uh, patience um, is better than pride. So the patience is that time in between. It's the middle ground. It's where we're at right now. And so we've gone, it's like we've gone through the stages of grief. Like we're at home, this stinks, but we're starting to acclimate, I think. Um, Maybe not everyone is, is acclimating as well. Um, yeah, everybody has a different um, process for that too. So, and and it might you might still be in that you know process of grief, and that grief can come back more than once. You can cycle through that more than one time. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're definitely in that season of patience for the end, and it's that land in between where we can lose focus and we can lose um, lose heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's hard. It is hard to be in the in between um, without some hope in there, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, so, um, verse, yeah, we're longing for that. Your turn. Okay. Verse nine, do not be quickly provoked in your spirit for anger resides in the lap of fools. Do you want to pause there? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Pause at verse nine. So, um, as we mentioned, some of the, the negative and discouraging things that we've been seeing in our social media feeds and in the news articles is just, they're showing a lot of anger and contempt. Mm-hmm. And I'd say for the people we follow um, that are, are posting on social media, like we're starting to block you. Well, I've, I've snoozed <laughs> some people. When, when you're blatantly disrespectful to others and call, call each other names mm-hmm. and you're not being encouraging, I can't handle that right now. Right. You know, we are, we are in this land in between and it's called putting up a boundary. Mm-hmm. And that boundary in my life is if you are going to be rude and mean and not nice and allow anger to control you, I'm not going to be mm-hmm. looking at your posts right now because yep. I personally need that line there. Now, I do have a lot of people that I follow who have different perspectives on this than me who are very respectful in how they react to others. And, um, I appreciate that greatly. Um, so know that I, I definitely read both sides of this. I am often looking for both perspectives, um, and wanting to expand my thought process there. So, Mm -hmm. but definitely when looking at posts and whatnot, we need to make sure we are taking a moment to breathe before we respond so we're not responding out of anger or fear or whatever the case mm-hmm. may be um, because a lot of times those words that we might share in that moment a aren't helpful right but b you may come to regret them and we don't want that yeah you know i i'll see you know whether it's family members or friends or just acquaintances we have on facebook leave a comment and sometimes i'll go through and read the comments and then I think, well, you know, what can I contribute to this? And very quickly I realize I don't want to contribute anything to it because I don't want to fall into that trap mm-hmm. of negativity. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to say this um, to, to make a point. Um, so my, my, my goal is not to offend you if you feel called out on this. Really quick, though. I'm going to go get the baby because she's awake. Okay. <laughs> and I'll very, be right back. It was a short nap. Yeah, it was a really short um, nap. Yeah, our other two are watching Onward in our room right now, so at least they're occupied. Um, yeah, so 
with that verse 9, do not be quickly provoked in your spirit, for anger resides in the lap of fools. Um, people are condemning other people who think or believe different politically and call them names all the while inflating their own ego. So if you are, are posting and we're, we're getting the sense that, you know, especially with political comments, um, that you're right, everyone else is wrong, I'm going to tell you that you're wrong, all the while inflating your own or my own ego. Um, you may not realize you're inflating your own ego, but you are because you're elevating yourself above other people. And I think what you need to think about, you know, am I just making a point to get across or am I tearing down others and being negative? Um, and Eisenhower uh, touches on this in his uh, passage from Christianity Today. He said, as I walk with the Lord, I discover that God poses an ominous threat to my ego, but not to me. He rescues me from my delusions so he may reveal the truth that sets me free. So God loves us, but is also frank about how we should think and respond. So we're not condemning you for elevating your ego. That, that's not us. Um, you know, so if you feel... Um, if you feel something like, man, I've been doing this and it's not right, you're elevating your ego, you're being worldly, but God is tearing that down. But he still loves you, right? So that, that's kind of tying into that fear of the Lord. Like God is more powerful than the world. He is more powerful than your sin, but he still loves you and he's going to help you out of that. Mm -hmm. All right. Verse 10, do not say, why were the old days better than these? For it is not wise to ask such questions. So why were the old days better than these? I, yeah. It's probably just not helpful to dwell on the past and, and lament that over and over. Um, definitely grieve the loss of what normal used to look like. But to continuously try to relive that and try to... Mm -hmm you know, do that over and over is um, not going to help you move forward is basically <coughs> how I interpret mm -hmm. that. Um, so definitely it's a matter of continuing to deal with how you're feeling and deal with that, but not to try to live in the past. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's one thing like on our, I think our Google photos app or even Facebook will, bring back memories of the past yes and so we can look back on memories and say oh that was a nice time in our relationship like today's mm -hmm. was uh the high school prom from where you taught we went yeah. as chaperones <laughs> that was a good night and we were pregnant with jane at the time yes and so it was a fun night we can look back on that but i don't long for that night to come back because then i would miss out on things that have happened since then yeah, or right. things that are happening now. Right, and so, you know, like she said, the old days, they're never coming back. They're, there's going to be no return to normal. We're going to have a new normal, whatever that looks like, and it's going to take time. Mm -hmm. um, and so it is more wise to look at the presence, being patient, while being expectant of the end. Like, the end is going to be way better. We can expect that. We can be joyful about it. Mm -hmm. um, rather than uh, harboring fear that it's going to be worse. Yes. Yep. Right? Because that's putting the world above God. So a question to consider. Um, 
and we'll thank our our church our the, yeah. the group's pastor um because this was one of the questions we had in house church this week and that is are there any parts of your life that you don't want to simply return to status quo once life returns to normal quote unquote normal yeah yeah so i'll put that question here in the comments yeah so we'd love to hear from you um I know that, um, I'm not sure I had, I don't know if any other stay-at-home moms might struggle with this question, just because um, I think that a lot of our regular, you know, days were spent at home. I think something that um, I'm going to try to ensure that I take advantage of um, when things return is um, spending more time with my friends for sure enjoying their presence but um, whoop. <laughs> Ooh, that was close I think for me and I don't know if this is petty or, or too oversimplified what I'm looking forward to um, you know when we get back to normal basically it's just once the stay-at-home orders are lifted and you know, say like home construction and carpentry can go back to work, that means I can go and install and deliver to customers and get paid. Um, I mean, we're like four weeks in right now, mm -hmm. and I have at least, I have two customer projects, one of which should have already been done and delivered, but one of my suppliers that can sand large panels, they were shut down, so I can't sand the countertops, I can't then do the next steps mm -hmm. to get them done and get them installed and the, the customer who's doing a remodel needs the countertops before their installers and carpenters can finish installing the cabinets so it's just this long chain of events that has to get done yeah it is so i'm just excited that i can start getting paid for work again yeah is there something though you don't want to return to status quo um I think the busyness around us, mm -hmm. like everyone, like I, I, I'm still going to my shop, um, albeit close to the public, no customers coming in, no interfacing. And so I enjoy the quieter ride on a Tuesday morning. Yeah. I like walking the neighborhood and actually seeing other people playing with their kids outside. Mm -hmm. Like it is, it was, um, previously it was a lot more quiet on a warm day around here than it is now i would say yeah for sure i'd be interested in finding out the statistics with the number of um i guess white collar jobs that are currently surviving by working from home mm -hmm. like how many of these positions and jobs can continue on past this working from home remotely rather than being in the office yeah that'd you be know, interesting i know some of them you know it's necessary for you to be Ooh. in the office but <coughs> is it going to be necessary to be in the office five days a week mm -hmm. you know or are employers going to start to reduce that amount mm -hmm. we're going to oh. take a quick pause though and okay. i need that bucket of toys right there <laughs> life with babies okay baby. all right so we're going to continue on we're going to look now at verses 13 and 14 from ecclesiastes 7 uh, verse 13 says, Consider what God has done. Who can straighten what he has made crooked? When times are good, 
be happy. But when times are bad, consider this. God has made the one as well as the other. Therefore, no one can discover anything about their future. Mm -hmm. So I think that's something we've kind of hinted at, especially that when times are good, be happy. But when times are bad, consider that God has made both of those. Um, Mm -hmm. And so that, once again, just kind of um, puts that back into God is all-powerful. He is more powerful um, just as the creator of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, like that worship song. We, we heard a song last night while we were prepping. Yes. There's nothing that our God can't do. Mm-hmm. Da, 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 da. I need the lyrics in front of me. <laughs> but there's nothing that our God can't do. He yes. is more powerful than anything else. Anything that the world throws our way, God is stronger and more mm-hmm. powerful than that. And so we need to just, you know, make sure we're not giving these threats unwarranted power. Mm -hmm. Um, God is far bigger, far more powerful, far more scarier than, than... Than the pandemic? Yep. I mean, the the pandemic and coronavirus, it's serious. Like we said, we're not downplaying it. Um, But keep in mind, it's also temporary in comparison to God. Um, This pandemic is of the world and is posing a threat upon us, both physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually. And like Beth said, when we give these threats unwarranted power, we cannot diminish the power of the world's creator. Yes. Of God. So you have stuff of the world, you have God. God is up here, the stuff of the world is down here. But oftentimes we're seeing now where the stuff of the world is starting to try to equal out God. Yeah. Or, or for some people, it's way up there. Like they have, they would say they have no hope. Mm-hmm. They have no joy. And so the stuff of the world is up here that even like other Christians mm-hmm. are starting to, you know, we see it equaling out and God is up yes. here. Yes. Yep. Well, and I think too, it's because we are constantly seeing these scary things in front of us. And so um, we have to ensure that we're, you know, spending time reading the Bible and worshiping and listening to worship music and mm-hmm. um, or else we are going to continuously put those or feel like the world is stronger. Mm-hmm. So definitely, like, I know I have to remind myself that God is bigger than this, that God is in ultimate control, that he mm-hmm. is um, stronger, more powerful. Um, it's not something that I always remember and so I definitely have to make sure I remind myself of that because we are all fallen creatures I am no better at what I am talking about than you know other people um and it's something that I have to practice as well um but uh we are gonna kind of discuss like this powerful creator yep um who he gave us a way to be in direct relationship with him. Yeah, and that way is Jesus, who he said is the new covenant. Um, so, um, kind of, if you've heard of the old covenant, the new covenant, similar, it's the same as the Old Testament, the and, New Testament. And yeah. so, in the Old Testament, God prepared a, a, or had a system in place that, you know, in uh, in the law uh, between the Ten Commandments and, Levit- and Leviticus, I think it was like over 600 laws that people had to obey Mm -hmm. and you know i i I can't even we can't even get our you know 
three-year-old or four-year-old to do stuff sometimes. So imagine trying to hold or uphold 600 laws, yeah. right? It's, it's As humans, we're fallen, broken creatures, so it's not possible. And in the Old Covenant, the Old Testament, God had set up a, a system where to atone for your sins, you could offer a, um, a blood sacrifice for your sin by sacrificing certain animals. Right, and so that happened a lot. There are certain places where you could, you know, offer these animals as sacrifice, mm -hmm. and then God brought Jesus. Yes. Right. Who, who became our ultimate sacrifice? Yep. Oh man, baby <laughs> found something with buttons. Yep. So we we've recently celebrated Good Friday and Easter, which was Jesus dying for our sins and rising from the dead for us. So now Jesus is the Lamb of God. Jesus is that atoning sacrifice once and for all yes so we don't have to do as they did in the old covenant and mm -hmm. sacrifice animals because jesus has taken that place for us yep. um and so we recently just celebrated good friday yep. and easter which was the crucifixion and then death and um, then jesus rising again on easter um and you know it it's a joyous holiday. It starts off um, very um, serious, mm -hmm. and but it turns into a very joyous celebration of what Christ did for us. Mm -hmm. And um, so if you're looking for refuge in the midst of this storm or comfort for your weeping. Or strength for your weakness or joy in your sadness. Or healing for your pain or peace for your anxiety. Jesus is the ultimate caregiver. Yep. So be attentive because his care comes in many different forms. Through doctors, nurses, friends, family, neighbors, teachers, grocery store workers, yep. pastors, and most importantly, the Holy Spirit. So if you are looking to have Jesus in your life, um, all you have to do is what Mark 1.15 states. And that is simply repent and believe the good news um, so step one is repent um, which is simply just saying um, it's taking your sins or wrongdoings to god it's telling him out loud or silently what's what you've done what's gone on and then that step two is believing the good news and the good news is that jesus died so that your sins could be wiped away and thusly you can enter into direct relationship with god and uh, eventually head into heaven someday mm -hmm. um and so I would say a couple of months ago, um, I was doing a Bible story with Jane out of our kids Jesus Calling book, and our memory verse was Mark one fifteen, that second half that is just repent and believe the good news. Um, and Jane asked what repent meant, and I explained that it's just taking your wrongdoings to God and asking for forgiveness. And then the believe part is just asking Jesus to come live in your heart. And her prayer was extremely simple, but it was this. Jesus, sorry for the bad things I did. Come into my heart to live. That's it. Mm -hmm. That is it. It blew my mind. I was sitting there going, did she really just pray that on her own? I did not. All she asked was what, what the what verse meant. meant. And I explained it to her um, in simple terms. She said her prayer, and I can't even tell you the, the difference it has made in her life. It is... Um, when the Holy Spirit comes in, the Holy Spirit comes in. Mm -hmm. And does that make her a perfect child? No. It does not. She's it four. Didn't, it didn't make me perfect. It no. didn't make you perfect. No. But boy, um, 
you know, she is so much more aware of what's going on around her, more aware of her siblings, more aware of um, things that um, she should or shouldn't be doing. And, um, <coughs> you know, so it just takes a prayer that simple, whether you're a small child or an adult or someone who's even older, an elder person, it, it is just that simple. Mm-hmm. Um, it is not a complex thing. Yeah. It just has to be sincere. Mm-hmm. So. So we're going to uh, end out today in prayer. So we're going to pray a blessing. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for this opportunity to um, just to be salt and light for others that may watch this or others that may listen to this podcast. Um, we pray that uh, that your Holy Spirit would just descend on folks and that um, they would experience great hope and encouragement, especially in these trying times where life situations and global situations have popped up and taken center stage in the media and around the world. And so we ask, Lord, that folks would get to know you, that they would be reminded that you are above the world, that you created the world, and so you have ultimate power over the world. Um, You still allow things to happen, but um, we're still able to enter into direct relationship with you. Um, For those, Lord, that want to experience your peace and to know you, we ask, Lord, that they would pray the prayer of Uh, repenting and believing the good news that Lord I'm sorry for what I've done I'm sorry for my sin Um, Jesus come into my heart you know allow me to to experience relationship with you and so we pray that people would be experiencing you now for the first time or renewed God Um, amen amen (laughs) so you know, we would love to hear from you. We mm-hmm. want to know how you're doing, um, how we can be praying for you and your family. Um, and especially let us know if you did decide to repent and believe the good news today. Um, message us because we would love to celebrate with you. Mm-hmm. And if you have any questions, we would also love to answer those. And if we can't answer them, we will figure out how to get those answers to you. Right. Um, we are not all knowing, but we do know and have resources mm-hmm. um, to, at the very least, direct you towards. Yep. Um, so uh, send us uh, those messages or comment on our page. Yep. Um, so you can yeah you can find us on Facebook. Yep. Facebook.com slash woodworker and wife. So you can message us there. You can do We're it on, on Instagram. Yep. Instagram.com slash woodworker and wife. So at woodworker and wife. <laughs> yep. Or you can email us. Woodworker and wife at gmail.com. So yep. there's a lot of opportunity there. Um, and it sounds like we have another escape artist on our hands. So we're going to go yep. ahead and wrap up. Yep. Um, you can come over, Eleanor. Come yep. on, baby. Come on over, kiddo. It's okay. Um, yeah. So we're going to end there. Um, <laughs> just... We hope you guys have uh, a good week. And like we said, let us know if there's any way we can be praying for you. Send us a message or shoot us a comment. Thanks.